0: Welcome to Gray Awakenings, a podcast covering the gray areas of life. Hey! Hello!
1: Yo, what up? Oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, we are here with our third episode. Um, my name is Hannah Gray. My pronouns are she and they. And my fun fact of the day is I have two degrees, one in gender studies and one in art. Woo!
1: And my name is Adrienne Gray. My pronouns are he, him, and a fun fact about me, I was actually born in Tennessee,
2: yeah, Woo. I'm Amanda Drew. My pronouns are she they, and my fun fact is that I have a bachelor's degree in arts and business. Oh my God <laughs> <laughs> Look at they, yeah. hot. We didn't talk about that beforehand, just no, so, didn't. <laughs> just so everyone knows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like I got my fun fact, and I'm like me too jotting it down. <laughs> <laughs> I like notes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so today we are going to talk about gender and sex. We originally were going to talk about gender, sex, and se- sexuality and realize that we we're in way over our head because we would probably have like a three hour podcast. I don't think anybody wants that. So we are going to do a part two next time about sexuality, which is physical, romantic, and emotional. So we're going to talk about a lot of different as- aspects of sexuality. Um, so yeah, gender today.
2: I'm Yay, excited. Gender and sex. Yay. Gender and sex. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Amanda? And sex. Yes, and sex. sex. Oh
0: yeah, duh. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I guess kind of. I think we should start with the gender unicorn just because.
2: Love the gender unicorn. It's like <laughs> the so best we, way yeah. to describe
0: everything.
1: Because yes. we are unicorns.
0: <laughs> are we? Okay. <laughs> 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 and this is our first episode. We're doing like, I feel like su- kind of late. I don't know. This yeah, is late this for me, is late-ish. late. It's ish. like nine o'clock almost.
2: Yeah, that's late. I'm like, I'm a grandpa. <laughs>
0: <old>. <laughs> so, okay. Gender unicorn, quick Google search, like super easy. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, real quick, I'm going to pull it up on my phone, even though I'm pretty sure I got it memorized. Um, sure so, this is a too. great reference to um, kind of like get your terms right. I feel like a lot of people are always caught up on the terms when it comes to like this topic. Um, so, basically, it's this cute little unicorn. And there are different aspects of it. So pointing to the brain of the unicorn, kind of coming out of the unicorn's head, is the gender identity. So that is how someone identifies. So that is associated with the brain. Then we have the full entirety of the unicorn is uh, the gender expression. So this is how you express your gender to the world. So it might be masculine, it might be feminine, might be androgynous. It might be different every day. So um, that is gender expression. Then we have sex assigned at birth. um, And that is the genitalia. So whether you're assigned um, female at birth, assigned male at birth, or intersex or ambiguous genitalia. Um, And then we have two little hearts. And one of them is physical attraction. And the other one is emotional attraction. And we'll talk more about that next time. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know do you want to add anything about our cute little
2: gender unicorn um i just want to add that i've had a few people that are confused about gender expression mm-hmm. so let's just quickly talk about what gender expression is and how we can express that so these are typical things like your hair facial hair clothing um some people attribute like colors to it as well so like you wear a lot of pink. That's a typical girl color. Okay. So this is how um, we're presenting to society.
0: And that can differ from how you identify as well. So your Absolutely. gender identi- identity can be different from your gender expression, especially if you're still in the closet, especially if you aren't comfortable or not safe, like in environments of uh, work, uh, school, home, etc. And I do want to note, like, it's very important when it comes to gender that we don't, like, assume people's genders um, because gender doesn't have a look. It really doesn't. You can't see gender. You can't see sex. You can't see these things. It is something that you have to have a conversation with the person. You have to ask them questions um, in order to, to figure it out, you know? <laughs> it's not a guessing game. It is a, I'm going to ask you respectfully and that's how I'm gonna know so I think that's important to talk about for sure
2: absolutely I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it oh we will. we'll get to that <laughs> we
0: will. yeah um so I definitely think too we got to talk about the difference between gender and sex which we already covered but oftentimes folks uh assume that sex and gender are the same thing and they get very confused and I think that's where a lot of the kind of not not necessarily ignorance, but kind of like this not controversy, kind of just like this big question mark that people have, um, when What'd you hear gender.
2: Like say? a confusion for yeah, lack of a Yeah. Like better I think it's word. really
0: a confusion. Yeah. Um where people are like, Oh, that's the same thing.
2: Like yeah. And confusion is not bad. We are not shaming anyone for being um like ill informed or under informed This is not something that's normally talked about. So no shame to anyone.
0: I hope that's why you're here. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, um, I think, and that's where I think the confusion of, oh, people think that there's only two genders uh, Mm -hmm. because they're thinking sex, but sex is different than gender. Gender doesn't mean genitalia. So um, I think that's a lot of the times where people think, oh, there are two genders or there's some people who are like, just erasing identities, <laughs> you <laughs> right, know, yes. um, casually but harmfully. <laughs> um, so yep. I definitely think it's important to realize that sex is genitalia or assigned genitalia at birth or I mean gender from a gender affirming surgery, mm-hmm. right?
2: There's also like there's also more involved in sex than just your genitals. There's yeah. also secondary oh, yes. sex characteristics. So like whether or not you go breasts, whether yes. or not you have ovaries, mm-hmm. which you can't tell when you're born if you have ovaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these secondary sex characteristics that usually pop up when we go through puberty yes, yes, are yes, also yes. huge indicators of sex. So I know that we, we said that sex is male female yeah but there's but there's so there's much. so many different and yeah. you're like your chromosomes your genetics come into it mm-hmm. as well so sex is also incredibly complicated yeah. um and it's not something that you can tell just by looking at someone no. either no. so
0: definitely not. no they, definitely i i've completely brushed off that part of it but no that's why we all do this together you know <laughs> yeah I, I've been out of college for five years so I'm brushed <laughs> up on this stuff again but um no yeah absolutely and I think something big that I learned in college was sex is more ambiguous than we Think You know, mm-hmm. like there's so much to it. People just put things in boxes. And yep. if you know anything about me, you know, I hate boxes. <laughs> I don't think humans fit in them. And I just think like um, it's very, very important to really emphasize the ambiguity um, surrounding sex and um, that. Honestly, it's more common for folks to have ambiguous genitalia and um than it is to have the stereotypical okay, this is assigned female at birth, this is assigned male at birth, you know. Absolutely. Um yeah. ambiguous genitalia is very common. Very, very, very common. Yeah. Um so and then the doctor's just like, Okay, I'm gonna put you in this box or I'll put you in this box. Whichever surgeries.
1: Ambiguous genitalia is.
0: I mean, it could be a lot of different things. It could be a clitoris that's just elongated. And then the person has a vagina. Um, A lot of different things. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, ambiguous just sex characteristics in general. So someone who maybe has a penis and then also has testicles or like testes, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many different things. I don't know. There's... yeah. Do you have any like? So we'll, a, there's we'll so many in
2: general. Like ambiguous genitalia is when, um, you look at someone's genitals, yeah. and you cannot tell immediately if they yeah. are, like, fitting in that male female box. So male being, penis and testicles, mm-hmm. um, female being vulva and clitoris, um, with a, like an a vaginal opening. Um, so. Like, anytime that they're not what you would think would be in that perfect little box, Mm -hmm. it's ambiguous genitalia. And this is is the same thing for your secondary sex characteristics as well.
0: Definitely. Um, And unfortunately, for kind of the, a lot of the history of intersex folks, unfortunately at birth, a lot of them... Without parent permission or with parent permission and not the child's permission, um, mm-hmm. doctors have performed surgery when the child is born to pick one or the other. And thankfully, I'm pretty sure this is becoming illegal or already illegal. I, th- um, I thought that I saw
2: it this year. Yeah, that it was it recently made illegal for yeah. sure.
0: But unfortunately, until recently, that yes. was completely legal for a doctor to even not let the parents know and just pick genitalia to change the child's into you know yes does that make sense was yeah. that a sentence yeah <laughs> i mean it was close to a sentence That's That's fine. <laughs> enough. it's fine but, <laughs>
2: but yeah so so uh using surgery to affirm a yes. sex assigned at birth
0: yeah and there's there's many folks who have grown up and who had this done to them, where they're like, that was the wrong one to pick, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that wasn't, that makes me uncomfortable. Like, they made a decision for me that I disagree with, you know? And right. it's unfortunate, and there's a, a, a lot of cases like that. So, I think now that this is kind of more of a legal thing to do, um, I'm hoping slash, I believe that it's kind of more getting more accepting for intersex folks to exist and without the need for surgery exactly yes
1: also the surgery is not always necessary like it's not medically necessary for them to get the surgery right
2: because it's not
1: like doing any harm to their body
2: right it's just who they are the quote like medical necessity is to be able to check a box Mm -hmm. at birth Mm -hmm. um because, I mean, if you, I mean, I've been to a hospital and lot, I pushed a baby out my vagina, guys. So, um, when they give you, like, their, the birth certificate, there's not a checkbox for intersex. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's not. Yeah. Um, and they have to check one or the other. There's not even another box. So. So,
0: really, medical institutions need to be more accepting of diversity, um, And really, it's not a person problem, it's an institution problem. And that's like, even when we were talking about like fat shaming and diet culture and all that stuff, like it's an institutional problem Mm -hmm. and there's not enough kind of just like space for people to just be themselves and, you know, have acceptance.
2: No, there's not. There's a lot we need to do. We're going to slowly change it. We're getting there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so kind of going back to that, um, that is sex that we just kind of talked about. And there's a lot more we could go into. Um, And then gender is this whole other thing. So I do want to kind of go through a couple terms like cisgender, transgender, like all these different terms. Um, And there are many genders and we can cover some. Um, It's a simple Google search. You can see a bazillion different genders. They've um, even got
2: graphics for them.
0: And graphics. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not
2: even going to be bored looking at them. No. It's going to be fun.
0: And it's so beautiful. So like someone who is very like loves gender and sex and all these different things. I believe it's such a beautiful thing um, just seeing all these different genders and the, the and just it's never ending. And it's so beautiful to me. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, so I'll, I'll explain cisgender. Cisgender is someone who, let's say, was assigned male at birth, and they identify, so their gender is male as well. And another one would be someone assigned female at birth, and their gender is woman. So that's cisgender. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go over transgender? Do you want to do it?
1: Um. So transgender is basically when you're... um. When you <laughs> when your' sex assigned as birth at, at birth, That's not funny. as birth, um, is different or the opposite of your gender identity. So if you were born and your sex is female, but you identify as male, that would make you transgender.
0: I kind of threw him under the bus for that one, so that's why I was a little choppy.
2: <laughs> it's that's fine. Okay. I was I like, here, was you fine. tell it us. It was fine. Yay. <laughs> and you're like, uh, oh, okay, okay. Ready. Okay,
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so that's two.
2: Yeah. Um, And, and I want to say anymore. that trans also is an umbrella term. It is, yes. Okay, which we'll, we'll talk about later, but it mm-hmm. does encompass um, any time that your gender does not – Match your correlate, uh, word, yes, or yeah. correlate yeah. to your uh, sex yeah, assigned that. at birth. What?
0: Huh? What? What? Never mind. It's fine. Keep going.
2: <laughs> Where I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, it's not right. it's so cisgendered, transgendered, transgender. What else yeah. do we want to?
0: Also, side note. Want to know what's not a word? Transgendered, <laughs> transgendered, da, da. or Let's transgenders. Be... Okay. Also not a word. You touched me. Now I'm gayed. You touched me. Now I'm transgendered. Okay,
2: d- uh, no, you're not the same. No, stop but it. I sometimes stutter. So are you straighted? So Probably not. T- <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs>
0: <laughs> stop saying transgendered. So those um, are two of
2: the main <laughs> two of the main genders that we're gonna talk about. Um, I also want to talk about uh, non-binary yeah, as well because yeah. that is. Um, that's another one of, like, the, the, the main ones that we talk about um, as yep. far as, like, society. So non-binary means that your gender does not fit as male or female, mm-hmm. okay? So a gender is on a binary as our society sees it. Um, there's male and penis on one side, and then there's female and vagina on the other side. And so if you are non-binary... You don't fit within that binary. Maybe that means that you identify as, okay, like me, for example. Okay. Um, I identify as like femme masculine. So um, this is me saying I'm um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) non-binary. So like part of how I identify is very much male a lot of like my characteristics i attribute to traditional male um in our society but i'm also very um feminine mm-hmm. appearing this is my gender expression yeah okay
0: definitely and i think also when it comes to non binaryness i don't know if that's a word but it's We're better gonna make than it gender um <laughs> It's really important, like kind of like Amanda was saying, like we view gender and sex and all these things on a binary and you're going to know very quickly that binaries suck. I mean, honestly, I think they do, but that's an opinion. Um, so really, it's not correct to look at gender in a binary in my opinion, um, and also with the educational background, honestly, gender lies on a spectrum. So there are two sides of a spectrum, one being male or masculine, one being feminine or, uh, female. And then it's this whole spectrum in between. So it's not just one or the other, there's this whole like fluid ever flowing motion between the two sides. And, um, that's where non-binary identities come in. This gray area. <laughs> See what we did
2: there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, this gray area of K-dads. identities. What'd you say?
1: K-dads.
0: Oh, whatever. I don't understand, but it's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a K-dad? I don't know.
1: It was a dad joke. Was it? You see what we Wait, did
2: there? Let's go back. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. yeah. See, that's that's, that's where my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so there are so many gray areas of gender that are never talked about or never like treated like they actually exist. So non-binary is someone, yeah, just like you said, someone who is in that gray area, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So no binaries for gender. There are spectrums. And same with sexuality and same with sex as well, Um, which we'll talk about sexuality another time.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that'll be the next one.
0: Yeah. So um, definitely that is huge uh, when it comes to talking about gender is spectrum versus binary for sure. So um, do you want to segue into kind of talking about more in-depth about our own personal gender experiences. I know you just started opening up. Is there more, do you think, kind of layers, kind of like when you started to have words for this and like kind of stuff like that? I kind of want to like
2: get deep in there. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> I, love Peel the onion. I love it. I love it. I would quickly like to talk about pronouns though, oh, because yeah. they're super important when yep. we're talking about. Um, gender in general and talking mm-hmm. to people who might not have a gender that you can immediately pick out you can never immediately pick it out Maybe but never. sometimes you make good guesses and that's what they are they're good mm-hmm. guesses yeah. so quickly we want to talk about pronouns yeah okay um so we introduce ourselves at the beginning with our pronouns and um so your pronoun is she he they anything that uh, and, uh, is used uh, like yep. All of them. There's yep. so many. Yeah. Um, so anything that's used instead of like your name. Okay. Yep. So he walked over there. That's a pronoun. Okay. Um, so he went to the
0: store. Yes. Absolutely. She picked up the block from the ground. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're all toddlers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so pronouns are super important because if you. Um, And this is where misgendering someone comes in, okay, Um, is it usually starts with pronouns. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, this is where it becomes important to make sure that we are gendering people properly because misgendering someone can be extremely traumatic, especially if you're talking to someone um, who who is trans or non-binary and they... um, you don't use their correct pronouns it can be traumatizing Mm -hmm. and triggering because that's not who they are yeah laverne
0: cox says it best misgendering someone is violence and i really truly believe that um and it also makes them not feel seen or heard so we don't want to do that to people or safe or safe right exactly
2: yeah and the number we uh we put some feelers out yeah. And asked you guys what you guys wanted to hear from us, so we asked for questions that you guys wanted answered, and one of the questions that popped up was pronouns, how to identify uh, which pronouns to use, and um, how to, like, correctly Ask for those pronouns, okay? Because yeah. walking up to someone and being like, "Are you a dude or a chick?" is not cool. Like, that's nope. not how you do that. Stop okay. That.
1: So not cool.
2: <laughs> what are you? No, also Uh-oh. not cool. Okay. So okay. if you're ever confused by someone's pronouns or um, how they are presenting in a public space, um, my my go-to, okay is hey what pronouns do you use oh it's so simple it is revolutionary uh it does not have to be any more complicated than nope. that Just um ask. <laughs> or take the initiative and be like hey my name is Amanda my pronouns are she and they what's your name mm-hmm. and then they're probably going to follow up with their pronouns as well
1: and more often than not when you do ask someone who like does present very um not on either side of the gender i like when you look at them and you can't and the first question that comes to your mind is the are you a boy or a girl then typically asking that person what their pronouns are is like music to their ears because more often than not people aren't asking that and so then they're
2: assuming Yeah,
1: they're just assuming.
2: My mama says, assuming makes an ass out of you and me. It's true. That's how you spell it. If anyone needed a walkthrough on that one. That's (laughs) (laughs) fine. I didn't know. Um, But yeah, no,
0: it's so important just to ask. And I do think, too, something that is super important is that we have to start normalizing pronouns and not just for the trans community um, and non-binary community. I think it's really important for cis people to start saying their pronouns so then other people feel comfortable and it's not just a queer trans oh also I have my ear like the air quotes air quotes coming <laughs> out like it's oh that it's that trans thing no pronouns everyone has so we need to normalize them so if you have a name tag put your pronoun, pronouns on it if you are someone who does icebreakers for your job start asking people to write down or like say their name and pronouns it has to be led by cis people and cisgender people. Um, for people who don't know what the cis is, um, I think it needs to be le- led by these people because it's important. I I, I mean, it's scary as a non-binary or trans person to revolutionize pronouns because they don't feel safe, you know? So yeah. I think like when they're in a community with other non-binary and trans people, then they're like, yeah, pronouns. But it's scary going into this Very, like, this world that doesn't really respect these identities, and then say, "Hey, these are my pronouns." When really, it's safer sometimes to just hide
2: your identity, you know, and deal with that trauma. Exactly, deal with the triggering. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I do
2: want to point out that, like, like I'm cis passing. Yeah. Like so. We should talk about passing in general. Yeah. Which is well, we're all yeah, but um, but like. for for and for right now yeah. I'm gonna I'm cis passing so like you you wouldn't look at me and be like oh she that person is totally non-binary like look at that queer beau but um it gives me the privilege and the um responsibility to start asking pronouns yeah and making sure that I'm facilitating those even though I'm in the community yeah so it's, no, it's for important sure. for I anyone agree. I think it's yeah. the
0: job of a lot of people, but I think that cis well, yes, people need absolutely. to start stepping up for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, just ask. Don't assume someone's gender. Literally just say, hey, what pronouns do you use? Or how do you identify so I can respect your identity? Like yep. so simple, easy peasy. And once you do it a few times and do it for everyone, not just people who you're questioning, you know, just normalize these pronouns I think
2: that's important absolutely also if you end up misgendering someone which it happens mm-hmm. forgive yourself and move on say um say that I'm talking to someone and I misgender them I'm gonna go oops sorry and then I'm going to say their correct pronoun yeah. and I'm going to move forward and I'm going to continue to address them correctly yeah um don't be like oh my god sorry 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 sorry
0: oh my I can't god because you're making it about you now not them and yeah. you're making them have to comfort you when you just hurt them does that yeah. make sense so also
2: you're making a bigger deal out of it than it needs really to needs to be yeah say sorry so literally if i'm
0: like oh she i mean they yep. quick she i mean they yep. or he i mean they it, it can be very quick smooth transition
2: yep for sure just like what i when i was like transgendered oh, gendered Yep. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. transgender <laughs> <laughs> oh god
0: um yeah i think that yeah that's kind of our pronouns do you want to talk about the whole idea of passing and it's not necessary i guess to start this conversation it's not okay to go up to a trans person and say wow i would have never known you want to talk about this babe
1: yeah um (laughs) (laughs) so because i am a trans male and i look as though i am a cis man like cis identifying man um So a lot of people, when I tell them um, I'm a trans male, their initial response is that. They're like, I would have never known. And it's like, but that's the point. Like, I don't necessarily want you to know because it's not necessarily important to know. Because more often than not, when you do know, that puts me at harm's way.
2: Also, you're not Adrian the trans guy. Yeah. That's, That's not... It's not your identity. You know what uh, well, I mean? I mean, like it, is,
1: it is like a part of my identity, but absolutely. it's like not at the forefront. Like yeah. the things that I want you to know about me are I'm caring and compassionate and I like going on hikes and doing all this other stuff. Not, I don't want the first thing you think of is that I'm a trans male because, yeah, because initially it comes down to like... People's first thought is my genitals, too. Right. And I don't necessarily want you thinking about my genitals, and I don't really want to talk about my genitals with you either, because in a sense that can be very triggering because I don't want to think about my genitals either. Um, right. Because for a lot of people, getting a gender affirming surgery is not attainable they don't have the proper insurance, they don't have insurance at all, or they just don't have the funds for the recovery afterwards. So Mm -hmm. if I'm not able to get my gender affirming surgery, and that's a very soft point in my life of my genitals, because they don't match what I think that they should look like, I'm especially not going to want to talk with some stranger about them.
2: Right. I don't, I don't know if anyone would that's and that's the thing is that like I don't know if anyone would be cool with someone coming up to them and um, alluding to a discussion about your genitals yeah. like
0: yeah and I think that's another important thing to talk about like
2: um, in general
0: like when it comes to trans non-binary folks we should not be focusing on genitalia and we should not be asking them these questions um, but also, I guess like this song was turning into like what not to do, which I think is good. I think it's good to kind of talk I'm, about I'm that. Cool
2: with what not to do. What's that? I'm cool with like a what not to yeah. do. Yeah. Like segment, I mean the first you know? one is
0: don't assume someone's gender. <laughs> the second or pronouns. The second one is don't say, "Wow, I would never tell" or, or I can never tell. Um, and then third, don't ask about their genitalia unless you want them to ask you about your genitalia. So Those are the three that are popping up for me right now. But I think, like, we kind of have to talk more about the passing stuff. um, Yeah, absolutely. Because it's really important, I think, to talk about this idea of passing, which I don't think is really... It can be a very problematic topic because...
2: It can be something that someone aspires to. Yeah. And that's fine. We don't want to take that away from anyone. But we want to underlie the idea that passing... Isn't the end goal for is not the end goal for transness? You know. No, it does. Passing does not make you any more valid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so passing, yeah, the idea of or passing, any less valid or any less valid, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so, the idea of passing is that, um, like, like in Adrian's case, that a trans man looks like a cis man, yeah. Okay, Um, Or that a trans woman looks like a cis woman. Um, So the idea that you, quote, wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. And
0: also it's this idea that all people who are trans are trying to be on the binary. Mm -hmm. Um, And like the binary is the end goal. And there are binary trans people and that's totally fine. But there are people who aren't um, they're non-binary um, trans people you know so like passing is problematic because it has this expectation for all people who are trans and non-binary because in my opinion I guess just because no. it's this like this kind of platform or this like try like this place people are trying to achieve and I think that it's important to talk about the folks who don't quote-unquote pass because they're just as valid and they're just as beautiful and we need to find space and room in society for folks who are more androgynous or maybe masculine and feminine Gender and fluid yeah so like mm-hmm. it's all about it's not all about passing and we need to find beauty in ambiguous gender you know i think Mm. we need to find beauty in not these binaries yeah and um unfortunately a lot of the time you see in media men like cis men like doing their makeup and putting on a wig and wearing a dress and then people laugh at it and it's like um masculine look Presenting people or people who have a lot of masculine quote unquote traits like body hair and maybe muscle, like like buff muscles, broad shoulders. Jaw lines Yeah, there's a lot of different masculine characteristics, and then mm-hmm. maybe they wear makeup and um longer hair and um dresses, and like that's beautiful, and that's their identity and that's their gender expression, and it's being ridiculed because it's funny or different or weird where no, that's that person's experience and we need to stop making fun of it. We need to accept it and find it beautiful, you know? So it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot to this conversation. Um, yeah. So this idea of passing is problematic because it confines trans people and non-binary folks into this binary um
2: wait. It assumes thinking. that they want to fit into that binary too. Exactly. It's again assuming which yeah. we don't want to do.
0: 100%. Yeah. So are we comfortable moving on to our personal stories or do you think there's anything we're missing out? I think that there's going to be more coming up too as yeah. we continue
2: to talk. Actually to since I said gender fluid I just want to cover that yeah. as like a, like a term real mm-hmm. fast. So um, gender fluid is the idea that your gender is literally fluid. Okay. So um the the idea that you could be um that your gender could be male and then um like gravitate towards more female okay or somewhere on the spectrum or um just that your gender is constantly moving the idea of fluidity is that there's constant movement
0: yeah, like someone could be using he/him pronouns and presenting very masculine one day, and then a couple of days later they might wear a dress and ask you to use she/her pronouns, mm-hmm. um, because gender is on a spectrum, like we said earlier, and is incredibly fluid. Absolutely. Um, so that's yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. There's so many terms too, and so many. <laughs> I think we're gonna get more into more too, talking about our own personal experiences as well, yeah. um, and then also there's like a bazillion online, like it's so beautiful. Yeah. Look it up. Yes. Do you yes. want to go first? Or do you want someone else to go first? I don't care. I can go first. You kind of started, and
2: then yeah,
0: do I can wanna talk kinda about get it deeper. Go for
2: it. Yeah. Go for it. Go go go. go. So, um, like I said before, um, I identify as non-binary. Um, for, for me personally, I prefer, I prefer the term queer. Um, cause I just, I remember the first time that I actually heard the word queer. Um, <laughs> I was working at a store in the mall. Um, and a friend who worked there was, uh, dating a trans man. And, um, I think I was like 18 17 or 18 and um I probably asked something inappropriate at the time so like just know that you everyone is evolving and we we're all learning. <laughs> okay. So uh um but my my coworker ended up dropping the word queer that they were a queer trans and I was like what is queer? I've never heard this word before in my life. Like you're either gay or you're straight and that's like you got nothing else you know my language was there was very little language yeah, for this limited language yep and um and when when she explained queer to me it was kind of like um it was it was very wishy-washy you know um it was very much like uh well he identifies as a trans man but there's lots of feminine features that he's holding on to and um so they're kind of like somewhere in the middle, and I was like, "Oh, okay, like that's fine," and I moved on like throughout my whole life. So I would already come out as like bisexual. Um, I think it was thirteen when I came out as wow. bi, and um, and so that was me coming out with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. So I never really delved into like my gender. It was just like, "Eh, I'm a tomboy," mm-hmm. or like, "Eh, I'm just one of the guys," yeah. and um. And I was 24, 24, I think, when I officially came out as non-binary. Um, and it was one of those things where someone had better explained queer to me, like, I maybe six months beforehand. And I remember talking to Mike, who's Mike is my partner, um, and like, this is me. <laughs> I'm queer. Do you hate me? Do you love me less because I'm now kind of a man? I don't understand what's happening with my brain. <laughs> I had a meltdown, you yeah. know what I mean? Scary. <laughs> yeah, it especially whole
0: life just flips around. You're like,
2: "Whoa." Yeah. I was so comfortable with tomboy um that when when queer was presented to me, it was it was just light went off in my head and that was it that was it I'm I'm queer this is fantastic um non-binary is like just a more correct term I, I like um, be genderqueer I could be genderqueer um I I don't know it's something about like something about gender queer. I, I don't i something about queer has always been nice for me. Mm-hmm. Gender queer seems like too much. Yeah. But like but whatever, it's always gen- the language. You can still be Absolutely. Queer,
0: gender and sexuality and just say you're queer. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be like I'm gender queer.
2: Right. No, I'm I'm definitely queer as fuck. Like yeah. that's my blankets. Mm-hmm. There we go, blankets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I also think we should probably touch on the subject of like how queer is maybe not so much of a negative term anymore.
2: Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, let's definitely talk about that, Do you want to finish
0: your story first, though?
2: Sure. Okay. I don't really know where else to go, though, because yeah. I came out at 24 and... I'm uh, kind of 27. I'm going to oh, be 28 yeah. soon, so... Well, baby gay. I had to no, think about that one. That was me <laughs> You're not a baby about gay. that. You've been, you've
0: been gay for, uh, since you were, like, 13.
2: <laughs> I've been gay forever. Yeah, true. That's I mean, you, I was born this way, so...
0: Baby, I born this way.
2: <laughs> 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 I have a dance party to Gaga later. Yeah, we should. Um...
0: So, okay. Queer. That's a big word. Because yes.
2: um, queer was a bad word before. It was. It was a bad, some bad still word.
0: Use it. Derogatory. That's, so That's not a word. It's fine. Made it up. Um, <laughs> still better than transgendered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that. Listen, I'm going to keep making up words <laughs> and be like, better than. <laughs> so, basically, historically, queer was a term that was negative. It was very bad it was derogatory um a lot of people related to kind of like the r word for like that community and like stuff like that i don't know but do you want to add something
1: yeah and queer can still necessarily be a derogatory term oh yeah depending on the way that it's used because a lot of people will use it as a slur so when you're using any sort of um language that can be inclusive but in a negative tone, like it can still be derogatory, but like people can still identify as being a queer.
2: Yeah. Intent Intent? (laughs) I'm totally a queer. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so weird to me. I'm like, I'm Um, queer. (laughs) Intent is important. Yes. Super important. So there's a difference between someone yelling out a window like, Go home you queer and me being like my favorite queers like there there's a difference okay yeah. so in intent is important
0: definitely and also like because it's a ho- historic thing um a lot of the older generations are still uncomfortable with it yeah. um and also some people who aren't part of older generations are still uncomfortable with the word describing right. the community. So it is important to be respectful of those folks, but it's also important for those folks to be respectful of people who have reclaimed it and mm-hmm. use it as their identity.
2: Yep. So absolutely. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. So,
1: um, I figured I'd go into my story now on gender. Um, so I grew up in a small town Good old Honey Falls. Um, and there wasn't a lot of talk about, like, even gay or lesbian or any of that. And so, um, growing up, you know, I was born, my sex was female, and so I thought I had to identify as female, and I tried everything. I tried short shorts, I tried tank tops, I tried push-up bras, I tried all of that and literally it felt so uncomfortable none of it felt right on my body none of it seemed to fit and so in my my like my body is very broad and so it was hard to find clothes in general um in the feminine section um so eventually once i hit um Probably, I came out as bi in seventh grade and I got picked on quite a lot. And then, um, as time kind of moved on, once I hit seventh grade or er, uh, ninth grade, I cut my hair um, pretty short and I started wearing more masculine clothes, um, like cargo shorts, uh, t shirts uh men's tank tops uh you know just like more masculine clothing and that's when kind of like my gender expression started to change and I I knew that I was more masculine you know I did 4 years of football identifying as a female and that was unheard of in the town and everybody was like what what the heck like what is going on and like girl they would ask my mom and be football. like you're letting your daughter play football Yeah, why not? And um, so as time kind of went on, you know, I still didn't have the vocabulary for my identity. So I was just like in this constant identity crisis for like four years of just thinking I'm this butch lesbian for so long. And um, once I started to hang out with people outside of Honeywell Falls and they started telling me their story. I heard about um, a local magazine that covered, um, trans men, and so I just, like, I started to learn the vocabulary, and I started to hear other people's stories, and so from there, I was able to finally figure out the vocabulary that fit me, and where my gender identity really lied, you know, like, what really fit me, and so that's when, um... I started to kind of like play around with a different name and having people call me with, like, call me by he, him pronouns. And after like a week, it, I just felt so relaxed and happy. A lot of my um, interactions with people were um, so, like, different. I just, like, felt better about myself and who I was. So that's kind of my journey.
2: That's awesome. Um, Can I just ask you, um, just because we talked about boxes and binaries and blah, 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 blah. Um, You said before that you identify as, I think it was last Mm, maybe yeah, it was the last podcast last one. Yeah. that you identify as a queer trans male. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? What does, what does queer mean to you?
1: So queer to me is basically like I, so trans male is just yeah. my gender. Yep. Like that's it. And okay, then cool. the queer part is more of my sexuality. Um. So I find that my sexual interest as far as other people's genders are just completely random and it like doesn't really matter what their genitals are how they identify as a person it like I can go either way it's just like as long as you're a genuine person and I like your personality then yeah, I'm probably gonna be into you. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that explanation. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so then, you, queer is more your your sexuality for yeah. you. Okay, that's yeah. that's great. Great. Okay. Um, Hannah, do you want to share Hi. your story a little bit? <laughs> sure. So my
0: story is a little bit different from both of yours because you, I feel like you both kind of found at least your queerness early. I did not at all. Um, So I grew up in a religious home, a very conservative, like, town. Literally, we had no GSA. We had no, like...
2: GSA is a great gay straight alliance. Yeah.
0: So, like, we didn't have anything like that. Like, I don't even remember ever, like, hearing about, like gayness or anything you know um the only time it would just be like and oh my gosh I think that person's gay but there literally was no like I think there was maybe one person out in my high school when I was in high school one person and then after we all graduated everyone was like I'm gay I'm gay too oh my god me too and like literally they left high school and then all these people started coming out so it was definitely um not a safe environment to be queer um I and i didn't that's even shocking.
2: what's that <laughs> the one person i'm
0: is not crazy. i mean and this, is, this
2: is me like being ignorant to that sort of like culture yeah because there's probably one gay person at least one gay person in every single classroom (laughs) in my school
1: oh wow um yeah yeah, in my school it was very um low-key like I was pretty much the only one out for many years and then finally like three years after I came out as bi, you know, more, more and more people started coming out, but it was, it was still very minuscule. Um, you know, there was maybe 10 until my senior year and then everybody was like way out there. Like they were able to come out, um,
0: Ten sounds what? magical. That's I'm awesome. like,
2: I wish. I mean, I graduated like, with like ninety. My GSA, like
0: ninety six <laughs> people. I think was how many people I graduated. Oh with. my goodness. Yeah. Okay, never mind. So, so there's there's small.
2: a statistical reason for that too. Yeah. I had like five hundred people in my graduating oh, wow. class. was yeah. close.
1: Yeah, I only had. Uh, well, mine was the smallest class. I think we were like mid two hundreds or like down. But like all the classes below me and all the classes above me had like. 300 or more
2: okay wow. dang. so yeah.
0: you guys you two both went to a lot bigger schools <laughs> Yeah.
2: so <'cause>, okay <laughs> yeah we had
0: zero people besides like i think one person comfortable with being out to my knowledge um and so like high in high school i never like experienced any of that like it just was so out of out of our like little culture in our small town. Um, and especially being religious, you know, um, in a Christian home. So, um, it wasn't until college till I started learning more about queer people. And, um, then I realized, I mean, I feel like i I look back and I can see, the queerness brewing in me for a lot of time. Um, but I just didn't have words for it. I didn't have comfort for it. And then at college, um, I actually came out first to a stranger. She's now a good friend. Um, but literally we're like Gretchen Wieners. Shout out to Gretchen Wieners. That's not her (laughs) actual name. But um she lives in Australia right now and I miss her um but yeah I came out to her we were on our way I was in women's student union and we were like on our way to like some I don't know event that we were doing and I literally just like was talking to her on the way and I was like yeah so pretty sure I'm pretty like queer but like I'm too scared to be out. So I don't tell anyone. You're actually the first person I've told. Um, I don't know what to do. So like, I'm just like not going to be out because it's scary. And I don't think people are going to like me anymore. And, and I was just like, like word, word vomiting, vomiting. Yep. everywhere. <laughs> and she was like, well, I'm queer too. And that's why I think I told her cause I knew she was queer. Um, And she's like, so you already got like someone on your side. I don't even know. So like, After I got it out and I finally, like, let the words out, I felt more comfortable telling more people. But I also was very, like, uncomfortable myself, about myself. So, like, especially with that religious background, especially with being active in a church at the time, like, I felt like I couldn't be out. And it was wrong. And There's
2: so much shame.
0: And, like, everyone else, like, it was fine if they were but if I am, no, that's not okay. So like, that's why for the longest time I couldn't even accept it myself. But finally it just bottled up. It like festered for so long that I was like, I can't keep it inside anymore. So, um, yeah, it was college. I think it was my junior year in college. So pretty far, I think I was 19. Pretty sure. Um, so that's when I came out was queer. And then, um, what did
2: queer mean to you then
0: queer means to me oh queer means well like when when you came
2: out then you know what i mean like yeah well i actually you're like your sexuality and your gender is developing oh it's developing i mean actually
0: originally came out as sexually fluid that was the most thing like the the phrase that i guess like really stuck out to me um it wasn't committing to this like identity but it was like hey my sexuality sexuality is fluid so like mm-hmm. you're gonna notice as I keep telling you about my identity and how it's formed over the years like I am I pick out words that mean many things or yeah. they're very broad because that's I'm like very queer. uncomfortable with like boxes mm-hmm. um which makes sense to me now that I know my my identity more so um at the time I was sexually fluid I was not queer yet um but I was queer but yeah I didn't have that word yet but um sexually fluid was my jam um so yeah I didn't I got some flack for it um and it was definitely uncomfortable being out especially from the town I was in uh, or town I was from um especially because like growing up in a a Christian home and like being active in the church still at that time it was very uncomfortable for me um but as I kept going I, I, I started to be more comfortable with it so like right now I'm completely comfortable with my sexuality and I, I think we'll delve more into it in our part two of this but yeah. I identify identify at this moment as queer like sexuality and also queer in general I'm just a queer person that means uh sex and gender for me personally um so, my gender story, um,
2: I, <sighs> oh yeah. so, um, what's that? <laughs> you can take a breather if yeah. you'd like.
0: Um, I don't know, really, when it started. I think, I mean, it's definitely been the past, like, five, six years that I've been questioning my gender. Um, but I have never felt safe enough to explore it um I explored it a little bit with an ex of mine um however that was a very toxic relationship so I didn't know myself at the time at all because it was a very codependent relationship so yeah I I was very hooked on that um so I didn't really exist in that relationship um when I look back on it so like that's when I first realized oh I can question my gender that's kind of where that started and then um so that's when i was like more comfortable um our cats are crazy uh, you're like where I did you come yelled from? into the
2: mic <laughs> it's G-yawking good we're fine
0: <laughs> um i don't even know what it's like oh god okay um oh gosh what was i talking about
2: I know my gender. That's <laughs> the whole thing. So, you didn't feel like you had an identity in your life? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, that's when
0: I started, though, exploring my gender in certain ways where, like, I decided I didn't want to, like, shave my legs, which is a masculine quote unquote trait in mm-hmm. my case. Yeah. Um, I stopped, I just stopped shaving, like, my under, underarms for a little bit. Um, I currently do shave them now, but I still have not shaved my, my legs. <laughs> I know I don't. It's fine. Um, But I still want to shave my legs. And it makes me happy because it's been like over six years. So it just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm, I'm deflecting. No, so but, that, but that's, part part of of, that's part of it how you, your,
2: your gender expression is. So exactly. it's important to, to yeah. note those Even things. Even though I do yeah.
0: feel shame around it for sure. But um, I'm starting to get better. Uh, but, but so I guess at the time I just like was exploring with masculine clothing, not wearing makeup, like all these different things. Um, but I still didn't have words for it. I just was questioning. I was in that kind of... Um, Heart of my life. And then I guess like within the past few years, especially being in a healthy relationship with Mabu Adrian, shout out. Um, hey, <laughs> he has provided a very like just healthy environment, um, where we're both individuals and we both grow as individuals. Um, so I've been able to comfortably, be in a place where I can try to find words for my gender. So, um, I have realized that I am extremely uncomfortable with gender in boxes, um, similarly to sexuality in my, in my experience. So I, Definitely, I'm on the non binary spectrum, and I, I did slowly start coming out recently to some people that I was non binary. But then I realized, like as I was coming out with those words, it didn't fit for me. Um, but I think I did figure out what I truly identify as, and it actually is kind of in a box, but it's not in a way too. <laughs> so it's like this one term: it's a gender, and a gender means you don't identify as a as any gender. So that's why it's, like, really broad still. But (laughs) um, basically, like, as I was explaining, like, gender on a spectrum and all that stuff, like, I don't identify at all with it. And, like, binaries make me so physically uncomfortable. Um, Terms, so if someone called me a man or a woman, like, that's uncomfortable for me. If someone called me um, daughter, son, what? Lady. Lady. um, Girl. Like... Phrases like that make me incredibly uncomfortable and not feel safe. Um and that is what I feel like is keeping me in in the closet because this is actually officially my first public out, so you're welcome. Congratulations,
2: uh, Hannah. Oh oh wow that was loud (laughs) i like swallowed the (laughs) mic so
1: here let me just deep throat the mic hey shut up just got so excited (laughs) i'm nervous (laughs) so
0: yeah i get called all these things all the time and it makes me so uncomfortable but i've also not told people because i'm uncomfortable so i definitely identify as a gender so i don't identify as any gender um and I have not felt more comfortable after like accepting that about myself because it makes so much sense to me. It makes so much sense why I'm like so angry at the gender binary and I'm so angry <laughs> at gender in general. And like, it makes me so uncomfortable. And I do, I mean, I am femmy, like I definitely present more feminine. I wear makeup. Um, but I also like to be more androgynous as well. So like I'm myself, I'm me. I don't have mm-hmm. any kind of defining parts of myself and I'm allowed to choose that so this Absolutely. is me like own it I'm like oh god it happened own it, own ah! it. so <laughs> I wish you guys could see me because it's really funny <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah
1: I don't think I've ever seen anyone's nervous tick of, like, nervousness to just automatically take whatever's in front of them and <laughs> just shove it in their mouth.
2: Yeah, that was Maybe not I have anything. an oral fixation. No, <laughs> I don't. I really don't.
0: But yeah, um, so I'm a work in progress. This yeah. is real time. Like, I just came out of the closet, and I'm scared of the repercussions, and that's why I haven't fully come out. And I'm scared that people are not going to understand me, and I already feel like they don't understand me. So I guess like my biggest concern right now is I already have asked a lot of different people not to call me lady, woman, girl, all these different things. And like, I have not really seen much respect from that. So like, and those are people I trust. So I'm, I'm scared and in my bubble still because I haven't seen that from like loved ones and people I I thought I would get that from. So now that I'm like out, out, I'm like scared. Even I don't know. I don't know. It just like, I don't know.
1: And that's totally, like, a common thing to, like, have fear around when coming out. Because, like, a lot of people are totally shamed for their sexual identity, for their gender identity. And more often than not, a lot of people get kicked out of the house for coming out to their parents. And so they just hide.
2: Yeah. There's also a lot of shame around, um, like... (laughs) expecting more out of people like oh now you expect me not to call you girl or now you expect me to use your correct pronouns Mm -hmm. like you're asking me to change and um it's it's not about
1: when I very first started coming out I had a lot of people that were like oh but you're still my I'm still gonna call you by your dead name
2: (laughs) You uh what a no. Dead
1: name is. Um. So as a trans person, um, my dead name is the name that I was given as at birth. I um, thought you
2: were gonna say your dead name, and I'm over oh here no no like. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't even want to no, know no. it. Go away. <laughs> oh my god, it. <laughs> I'm like, please. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I don't don't know have <laughs> Got pit stains. Yeah. My boobs are sweating. My dead sweating. name guys is. Like, no. Don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Don't> do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Um. I would never give anyone that leg up of like being able to give me that sort of self-harm so it's like when people do know your dead name and they end up using it like it can be a form of abuse absolutely Um, so it's like when you refuse to use someone's chosen name or preferred name um, and you use their dead name instead and you do it purposefully like that is a form of violence Absolutely. absolutely yeah and so, um, yeah, my dead name. So to finish off the, uh, <laughs> we're all like <laughs> shaking our like heads. No, like oh, no,
2: <laughs> dead oh.
1: <laughs> your dead name is the name that you were given at birth, and then you have your chosen name, so the name that you currently are using.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um. So. I can't remember who said this, and I'm going to Google it. Actually, I should Google it while I'm doing this, because um, someone came out uh, as non-binary, like a a celebrity, some sort of celebrity, and um, they said something along the lines of, um, I never felt like a man, but... Being a woman, I never made peace with, mm. and I thought it was so beautiful, wow. and it was something that really, really sat with me, yeah. because I have never made peace with the idea that I'm a woman. Yeah, like you can call me woman. Mm-hmm. I'm I personally okay with that, Um as long as I'm not like inf- infant, infantilized, 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 infantilized. So, uh, like, like girl, not cool. Cause yeah, I'm a boy. I'm a grown ass woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a grown ass yeah. person <laughs> over here. No, no. You can I'm I'm been called man. Yeah, call me a man. I don't care. Yeah. as long as you're not calling me boy. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, there I've never made peace with the idea of being like feminine and female and yeah. all. All female, yeah, or all woman, absolutely. Um, but
0: and I do like, I guess, like, um, while you're looking for that, because I definitely want to hear it more because that sounds beautiful. Um, I feel like, like, gender and like all these binaries that we have are man made, like, they are made by humans. So, for me, yeah, society, like as someone who is a gender and someone who doesn't have a gender i don't feel comfortable with this institution that humans and society have has made so that's literally it it's not that i it's just i'm uncomfortable with gender i don't it doesn't align with my my being and that's okay um but it's also okay if gender does align with your being you know so like And I also want to note, too, that, like, all non-binary and trans people are different. So, like, that's why I wanted all of us to share our experience, because it's important for you to, as a listener, to notice the differences and the uniqueness between all of our stories. Like, both Amanda and I um, are on the non-binary spectrum, and our experiences are completely different. And... Adrian is kind of more on a binary trans, um, spectrum, you know? Um, and that's totally cool too. And his experience is completely different than both of our experiences. We do have similar experiences where pronouns are important to us and like all these different things, but they're all unique. And just because you just heard from two non-binary people and a trans guy doesn't mean that every non-binary person and trans person, trans guy you meet are the same, um, And I do think it's important, I don't, I mean, when you're talking about gender, I think it's so important for intersections to be noted. Um, When you're talking about anything, intersections should be noted. But the experiences of trans people and non-binary people, um, that's just one intersection of someone's identity. I think it's important to also address other intersections of someone's identity. So specifically in the trans community, uh, black uh, trans women are the uh, kind of the community within the trans community that is the most targeted with violence and murder. Eighty percent. Eighty
2: percent, yeah. Eighty. And like I'm pretty eight, sure the life zero.
0: the life expectancy of a trans woman of color and a more so specifically a black trans woman is, I believe, they just updated it to 34 years old.
2: I was gonna say thirty-five, so I'm glad. Okay, then, yeah. I think it's yeah. between
0: thirty-four and thirty-six. I would yeah.
2: say comfortably. I read it. It was last year. I read the study, and it was thirty-five. So okay. if, if it's thirty-four, and that's I think they what just updated
0: the, it, but yeah. within thirty-four to thirty-six, still horrific. So I I just feel like I would feel uncomfortable if we didn't bring that up um, in this discussion. Oh, you can't find the quote. That's okay. We'll can't post it on. It. We can post it on our Instagram. Yeah. Once we got it. Yeah. So, um, there were a couple other questions that I got on my end. Did you have any more besides the pronoun question?
2: Um, I did not besides the pronoun question. And as far as regards to like, um... Um, Someone mentioned, it
0: wasn't necessarily a question, but someone mentioned kind of how there's now studies um, showing that uh, folks who are transgender, their brain chemistry actually resembles the gender that they identify with. Um, Do you want to kind of note on that a little bit? Or
2: talk about it or uh, I th- or is that well, good I mean you kind of just did like, yeah so so they've actually done agreeing. yes exactly. yes yeah. I'm just sitting here <laughs> like it I wasn't sure yes! if you wanted to add <laughs> <laughs> um, so so there's actually been brain scans done on um, trans people and then cis people okay so cis people have brain scans and um, they uh okay, so a a cis woman's brain would look and function similarly to a trans woman's brain, regardless of what their genitals are, yeah. regardless of the sex that was assigned at birth, and the same with cis men and trans men mm-hmm. um, so just kind of showing that like your Science. brain actually resembles um the way that uh you identify. Yeah, you identify. Yeah. Yeah. Um I also want to point out that the American Center for Pediatrics says that gender is affirmed by the age of four. Mm. Four. Two.
0: Two. Yeah. Wow. Maybe it's now four.
2: Yeah, I think and I I was in school two. But that was also
0: like years ago yeah so this was a study I,
2: I read right before yeah um i believe that though but but yeah they're saying four four now mm-hmm. um and that means that like by the age of four that children have a solid idea of how they identify um as far as our societal structures of masculine and feminine yeah which That's so fascinating yeah and I also want to point out that we're talking about America. We're talking about yes. our society. Yeah. So, um, if if like yeah, oh my cross God, gender is completely is different. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Even if you're talking like Native Americans, yes. the the gender um gender. culture is completely different. Okay. Yeah. Third gender is mm-hmm. um definitely a thing. And then like India, I believe has five genders. That are
0: Thailand has. Philippines there's literally many multiple like over three to five there's some with six there's literally it's so fascinating it's awesome and
2: each gender has their own way that they structured or each sorry each culture has their own way that they structure gender Mm -hmm. and how they structure their culture around gender so like our culture is structured around a masculine feminine or feminine binary yeah
1: and it's kind of funny because I've heard a lot that like in those cultures, people um, tend to celebrate those people oh. more, like oh, they're yeah. more special than um, like cis people.
0: Yeah, they're actually accepted. So it kind of looks like from our view, oh, my gosh, they're celebrating these people, but really they're just normalized. there's nothing wrong with them and there's nothing wrong with people in America either who identify this way however society tells us it is so like in these cultures where they actually legitimately have a gender system that includes more than just two genders these people are like normal people okay and normalized in their society and it's awesome I don't know it's just so amazing and that's where you see that's where I feel like a lot of ignorance comes from where people are like, there's two genders or like, yeah, like really. And they're not budging on it. And it's like, okay, well, this is coming from a perspective where you're only looking at this American culture as the standard, you know,
2: which is very common. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And we all understand that we live in the United States and that um this is this is our culture as we live it but um understanding and at least like educating ourselves about other cultures is so freeing yes (laughs) and and it it does give vocabulary where we might not have had it before yeah which is there's
0: there's a lot of um diversity in like sex as well um Cross culturally, like I, mm-hmm. I don't remember specifics because once again, it was like over five years ago, maybe six years ago when I last took my sex and gender class. But um, we talked about uh, in um, some Brazil areas, there is um, some areas in Brazil. I was like, <laughs> wait, that didn't come out right. <laughs> um, there's actually um, these identities where these people are assigned female at birth, but when they start go- um, going through puberty. They are com- all their second sex characteristics are masculine. So they start having a, a masculine puberty and mm-hmm. it's just such a, a very like cool thing to see because it's like, see, this is an example like gender and sex and sexuality. They're fluid. They're on a spectrum. They're not this in a box thing that we all are not taught so from rigid. day one. Yeah. 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 So um, a lot of the questions I got were kind of more specific in like how do we make things more inclusive? How do we talk about like sexual wellness and stuff? But I think we could do a whole nother how to be inclusive episode because I think we could talk about that for an entire episode. So if you're cool with that,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm, well, the done part with three
0: that. how to be inclusive. Yes. In spaces. So yeah. I don't know. Do you feel good about this? I feel good feel about, good about it. this. Yeah we touched on almost everything yeah and I also want to note like we aren't like saying that we're experts on everything we are not saying we know everything but we are all three in the trans and non-binary community so like we're sharing our own experiences and our own studies and our own perspective on things but there are obviously I don't know what I'm trying to say We're just not experts, you know? Yeah.
2: We're sharing our stories. We're sharing our lives. And we're sharing our personal experiences. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take away from anyone else's. And it doesn't make us experts.
0: Yes, exactly. So, so what you should do right now is pull out your phone if you're not already on it. And you should follow us on Instagram. You should also rate and review us on iTunes. Because it'll bump us up so more people can listen to us. Um, And you should... Subscribe to our podcast on whatever you listen to. Apparently I'm singing. Our Instagram handle is also
2: at (laughs) Gray (laughs) Awakenings.
0: At Gray Awakenings. Um, Also, uh, if you want to email us with ideas, um, if you want to be on the podcast, you can um, send us a proposal, aka just tell us what you want to talk about. Um, You can email us at grayawakenings at gmail.com. And I think that's it
2: think so too oh my gosh i'm
0: excited i love talking about this stuff um so if you have any questions after this episode please personal message us dm us whatever it's called now on instagram um or to our visual individual accounts which Um, we're all
2: tagged in the instagram yeah the gray awakenings oh yeah yeah.
0: we're all tagged in there so follow us it's as well individually i'm like shutting down it's fine um so (laughs) yeah I think we're good. Thanks we so love too. you all so much. Love Goodbye. you. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.